There are white folks, and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Now you know that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. This shit's getting way too complicated for me. While I make every effort to remain statesmanlike at all times, this radio program may air material which can be viewed as offensive to some members of the listening audience. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. You ain't my bitch, nigga. Buy your own damn fries.
Cats, too, by J.R. Fisher. We heard Vacation, and yeah, I know my stuff stinks, too. You said that the, the Vacation tune is uh, on cassette, and it's also available for download. Yes. And the Yeah, I Know My Stuff Sings too was a 7-inch split with Country Death, band from California. Yes. Columbus Expatriate. Who was that? The guy that he said was in um, Take he, No Damage? Yeah, that's right. It was, he did keyboard and guitar, I think, and vocals for Take No Damage, and he is Country Death. So. All right. One man thing. James is uh, quite prolific. He's in, well, at least four bands or four musical arrangements that we're going to be hearing tonight on the show. Are you a prolific songwriter? I don't know. You don't know? I, uh, people have told me that before, but uh, I don't. I guess I just don't really think about it. Do you, Are you the kind of person where songs get in your head and you have to get home at the end of the workday and just uh, so, Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, I guess like anybody else, sometimes I work on something for a few minutes and then, you know... You know, a few months pass and I still haven't finished it. And sometimes some of my songs are end up being pretty short just because I start working on them and I get halfway or three quarters of the way done with it and then I start working on something else and I just never go back to it. So I just leave it at that. Well, before we get to Avocado, I thought we'd uh, play a track from uh, a band that I believe you played bass in, right? Lieutenant Dance? Yeah, started playing in that band after all those recordings were done. I'm not on that recording. Actually, I think all those songs are just Richard. Playing all uh, the parts. Yeah. Playing all the parts except for maybe Lelia doing her backing vocals on some of the songs and uh, Ryan's saxophone parts. But yeah, there's a 7-inch available now and there's three songs on that. We're going to hear a song right now that's not on that 7-inch. It's an unreleased track called When Fans Attack. This is Lieutenant Dance on WCRS. Thank you. 
right, that was When Fans Attack by Lieutenant Dance, and I'm here with James R. Fisher. He's my guest for this part of the show. We've been listening to his music. Uh, I guess how recently have you started playing bass, I guess, with Lieutenant Dance? When they... uh, I started playing bass with Lieutenant Dance maybe halfway through January. Advocado was actually supposed to play a show with them at the beginning of the year at Ace of Cups, and we had to cancel because uh, one of the band members was really sick. And I ended up going to the show, and I'd only seen them a couple times before I started playing with them, and I just remembered thinking, oh, you know, I don't play bass in a band anymore. That might be a cool band to play bass in sometime. Within a week after seeing them play that night, the bass player that they had at the time had gotten, I think, a job offer in um, maybe California and was moving, and they needed a bass player, and I got together with Richard, and he showed me all the bass parts, and... uh, it was pretty cool because, you know, a lot of the bass parts are definitely challenging, but I didn't have to come up with anything on my own. He had come, he, you know, he had written everything, so that was, that was nice. I was just able to learn the stuff he had already written. Our Lieutenant Dance, do you know of any upcoming shows? Next Friday, we're at the uh, Tree Bar with Marvin the Robot, and I'm sure there's somebody else playing that, I'm just not sure who. Let's move on here. Uh, another band we've talked a little bit about already, Advocado. Uh, that's you and who else? It's me, Chris Carnetti, and uh, Spanky Hughes. Those guys, used, you know, they were in Salvage and, uh, you know, Night Soil, 10th Generation, Ramsey Band, uh, Dude Chimps Battle, all those bands. I used to play in a band with Chris. When we were, you know, a few years ago, we, we played in that band Wifey together, and uh, we always talked about playing stuff again together and then you know the time was just right when the three of us didn't really have any anything going on decided to get together one night and see where it went it's been a year and a half maybe two years now and uh you know we recorded the album within after the first three months of playing together we had all those songs ready and we went and recorded at cdr and that was a pretty good time it was a fun record to record we're gonna hear two songs from it right now that's uh are both of these uh, I Got a Rush and Spanky's Lament are both yeah, from that? Those are both from that, yeah. Spanky sings on both of those. Okay. And this is a self titled Advocado? This is the album, uh, The Pipes of Chesapeake. When you're writing a song or, or thinking about it, do you know, do you, do you have an idea in mind what the outlet of it is going to be? I mean, is there a difference between uh, something you might do acoustically as opposed to something you do with Advocado or. Um, we yeah, the stuff with Avocado, you know, there's a couple songs on that album, The Pipes of Chesapeake, that, uh, you know, there's one song that I wrote a long time ago, and then there's two songs that those guys used to play in a band maybe 15 years ago, but everything else we came up with the first month or so of playing together, and, uh, with, I guess with Avocado, we pretty much come up with everything on the spot, that's one band that I've been part of where everything really is written by everybody.
That was two from Advocado. We heard Spanky's Lament and I Got a Rush. Talking with uh, James R. Fisher here on uh, the Pat Radio Show on WCRS this week. We're in the middle of a long set of music that is either his or that he contributes to in some way. And uh, the next band that we're going to turn our attention to is Hookers Made Out of Cocaine, who are, uh, I guess you would describe them as a loud, fast punk band featuring you and uh, uh, Donovan. Donovan. And uh, who else is it? Joel Archibald. You guys are, from the looks of things on the that I see on the Facebook from between you and Donovan, are, you're planning some shows out of town, aren't you? From uh, July 5th to August 5th, we will be out of town. Hopefully it's going to be a good time. I'm not really sure what's going on right now with the records. We were supposed to have two separate 7-inch records available, and there's just so many orders right now at the at musical. We're only going to be able to expect one of them before we leave for tour. Hopefully we will have that one. There's There's some issues we're trying to take care of with that right now. I was there earlier today, and I have to go back again tomorrow. Hopefully I didn't uh, ruin the entire tour as far as uh, new merch that we were planning the entire tour for. That should be interesting. Well, we're going to hear, this is uh, uh, Bath Salts, Peter Frampton. Is this uh, already out or is this new stuff? There's two records and that would be on the uh, the second record that we're supposed to get when we come back to Columbus. And that'll be out at our Columbus release show on August 17th. The Hello Earth Bitch and uh, the... Thomas Jefferson Slave Apartments cover that is gonna that's supposed to be on a uh, like a limited press of a hundred that's the one we're supposed to be taking on tour with us but you know like I said before we'll see
Congress made out of cocaine. We heard three songs by them. Uh, Lightning Rod, Hello Earth Bitch, and Bath Saw Peter Frampton. Uh, the Lightning Rod is a Thomas Jefferson Slave Apartments cover. Anybody who's been in Columbus for the past 10, 15 years has to know who Thomas Jefferson Slave Apartments is. Is it fun doing a uh, cover of a song like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a there's a good age difference between um, me and Donovan and Joel. Uh, those guys have, you know, been around since uh, the Slave Apartments were playing shows live all the time. And uh, found a copy of that CD at the Anyway Benefit, or the Anyway Anniversary, you know, a few months ago. And I really liked that song. It wasn't an album of theirs I'd heard before. And... Um, I just told those guys, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think it would be really cool if we covered this song, and uh, they were all about it, and, uh, you know, Bob was all about it, and Craig was all about it, and they thought it would be a cool idea, so, all right. yeah, I think we had a good time. James, it seems that, you know, you're in a, you're, you're involved in a lot of music, it seems that any time I actually make it out of the house and go to a show, I'll bump into you, so you're important person out there in the, in the uh, Columbus music scene. I, what would you say is the best thing about making music in Columbus? I mean, everybody always everybody knows that there's a million different Columbus bands, and on any given night, you think you, you have a show put together for two or three months, and then it's two or three weeks before, and you find out there's two or three or four or five other huge shows that same night, and you, it sucks because, you know, there's a huge show somewhere else, and you might lose a bunch of audience to that, but, you know, Lieutenant Dance just got back from playing in New York, and, you know, we had no idea going out there that they don't pay bands. We weren't... Everybody else seemed to know about it. We didn't know anything about it. And I mean, I remember Hookers was coming back from... Um, there's this bar called Jocko's in Zanesville, and uh, it used to be so much fun to play, but the uh, owner is kind of out of the picture for the time being, and it's not really that... It's much fun to go to anymore, and one thing I've noticed about towns like that is, you know, I think the last time we were driving back, I was talking to Joel, and I was like, you know, I know there's, it can be kind of a drag when there's so much competition in Columbus, but wouldn't, I mean, how bad would it be if we lived in a town like this where there's, you know, maybe one good band to play with in the entire city? But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of good musicians in Columbus, and um you know, you sit down in a bar somewhere, you're not far from one. Everybody puts out a lot of good music. You know, when there's somebody in need, this town puts together some great benefits and raises some, you know, great money for people. I think there's just a lot of people around here that care about each other. And What would you con consider to be the most challenging thing about making music in Columbus? Well, like I said before, there's just so many people out there that have so much attention. You know, say there's, you know three good bands that everybody loves and each one of those bands break up half the members you know one member from each of those bands gets together and joins you know they form one band together they don't even have to play a show yet they're already you know they've <laughs> already got it they, yeah, yeah they've got everybody's you know attention and you know that i mean that's not to say that that band's not going to be a great band but you know, with there being so many great musicians around here, I, I've heard a lot of people from out of town refer to the scene around here as incestual. I mean, I agree with it, you know, admit I'm all over the place with different bands. And um, for a while I was playing guitar in Woosley Band and, you know, I played bass in Lowman and everybody, you know, some people jump around a lot. Of, I don't know. It's for as many good bands as there are, there's not nearly as many good venues to play. There's some people would say there's too many venues in this town. There's plenty of venues, there's just not that many good ones. You know, I think everybody, a lot of people can agree that Ace has the best thing going right now. With They do a great job with sound there. Parking's not an issue. They've got a good stage, patio, beer selection. The door guy and the sound guy go, both get paid out of the bar. Everybody wants to play there. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great place to play. You know, it seems like there's a lot of people, people from out of town now that are starting to recognize that place. It's the place that they want to play, and that's awesome. So we need about two or three more aces. That would be, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank you for stopping by this week and giving me some music to play and chatting. We'll have to do it again sometime. That sounds good. Thank you.
Females on Pat Radio. I played them last week and I thought I'd spin them again. From the release Chalk Tape, that song is called Green Vapors. Screaming Females is playing Friday night, May 31st at Nelsonville Music Festival. Last Wednesday I chatted with Brian Costco, the marketing director of Stewart's Opera House in Nelsonville. Stewart's puts on the Nelsonville Festival every year and I thought I would spend the remainder of this show and all of next week's show chatting with Brian, and listening to some of the music from bands featured in this this year's festival. We start off with a number of bands that Brian is eager to catch this year. We'll talk uh, about the music here in just a minute. Are there any, I noticed on Facebook that there are some promotions you're doing in the home stretch here uh, leading up to the festival. festival, by the way, starts Thursday, May 30th and runs through uh, Sunday, June 2nd. And so there is time for you to get tickets. And uh, there may be some incentive for you uh, to do that right now. Uh, Brian, what's going on? Yeah, we decided, you know, um, with this many bands playing, you know, we had a kind of like light bulb moment where, wait a minute, let's ask all these people for some stuff. Kind of, I was communicating with publicists and management and various people about other stuff, and I realized that it made a lot of sense to just see if they could send anything along. And so we kind of put out a call to all the bands that were playing, see if they had anything they'd like to send along for giveaways. And we decided a few weeks ago, we realized the box was getting you know, pretty sizable. We, just, I, I talked to Tim, my boss, and said, hey, like, what if we just gave something away every day, you know, whether it was a CD or a record or a T-shirt, to randomly just whoever bought tickets that day, just kind of randomly pull a, pull a name out of there. So every day we're doing that still. And, and about once a week I update it on the Facebook, you know, because we want to every day post something about who won necessarily. And, and I've been going through each day and pulling a winner, and we've given away all sorts of stuff from records to uh, CDs to T-shirts to yeah, I even got a giant John Prine fly swatter, I think, in that box. So that'll be a special one maybe later on. Just kind of an extra thing to get people excited. These last couple of weeks, as a music festival, you know, without reserve seating and things like that, these last couple of weeks you want to really uh, get people excited and get people down here, maybe some of those folks that are on the fence, get them a ticket and get them down here that weekend. And so I think this kind of stuff, too, even for the people that have been excited about it for a while, it really kind of reminds them, like, oh, all right, three weeks away, two weeks away, and it gets them going. We're also, too, just to be fair to everybody, because we had a few folks on Facebook, you know, that were worried about, well, what about everybody that bought tickets so far? And so, of course, you know, we're thinking about you guys, too. We're going to go back through. I've been doing it once a week. We might even do it twice a week these last two weeks and pulling names from from everybody as well. So everybody's got a chance at it. Talk about some of the um, musicians you're excited about seeing this time around. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, every year, I in general, uh, when it comes to the weekend, I hope to honestly, just if I can catch anybody, that's pretty, that's pretty much who I'm excited about. If I'm not running around doing other things and, and I can watch a band for a few minutes or 15 minutes, that's pretty awesome. But I, each year when we do this, and you, you know, folks are always excited about the headliners and, and so am I, you know what I mean? That even a band like Wilco, uh, it, they're always great to see, you know, obviously when we had the Flame Lips and people like that, it's a, it's a big draw and it's what folks are excited about. But what we often find is that, you know, it's those daytime Saturday, Friday, Sunday bands that, that people kind of come to the festival and they might be coming to see Wilco or Cat Power or John Prine or something like that. And then they end up leaving, having found some new folks that, that they didn't even know about. And so that's usually who I'm excited about, too. I'm really excited to see William Tyler this year. He's someone who's, whose music I've been listening to a ton lately, especially while I've been working at night and things like that. It's a very calming and uh, it, it, he's just an unbelievable guitarist. And I've been a fan of his since he was in Lamb Shop and Silver Jews and things like that.
Boogie, I'm pretty excited about is another, you know, kind of smaller national act that's playing is awesome band from New York City that does, you know, psychedelic heavy rock, I guess you would describe it as. And Matt Sweeney's playing with them now recently, and of course, you know, he's done stuff with Bonnie Prince Billy and a, and a bunch of other folks. And
John Prine, I, I'm excited about as well. It's someone that I've always loved. I've never gotten a chance to see, so another one to check off the list. And, and he's someone who always come would come up every year as we planned the festival as far as people that you know, you'd want to try to target or that we thought would be good for the feeling of the festival. Sing with me. This is an old spiritual. Make your socks roll up and down. <laughs> well, digesting readers digest in the back of the dirty bookstore. A plastic flag with gum on the back fell out on the floor. Well, I picked it up and I ran outside, slapped it on my windshield. And if I could see old Betsy Ross, I'd tell her how good I feel. But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. I bet Merle Haggard's jealous. <laughs> Well, I went to the bank this morning and the cashier said to me, if you join the Christmas club, we'll give you 10 of them flags for free. Well, I didn't mess around a bit. I took him up on what he said and I stuck them stickers all over my car and one on my wife's forehead. But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. <laughs> Mormon tabernacle ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, the sad part, I forgot. I should have laughed. <laughs> well, I got my windshield so filled with flags I couldn't see. So I ran my car upside a curb and right into a tree. By the time they got the doctor down, I was already dead. And I'll never understand why the man standing in the pearly gates said, but your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. We're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, there's always such amazing Ohio stuff. And so I, I'm always pumped about that. Tim does a really good job of bringing in a lot of Ohio bands. You know, you can't ever get everybody in, but each year he tries to mix it up a little bit. And so this year, you know, we have Nick Tolford and company and Wussy and the Sundresses from Cincinnati and the Hiders and a bunch of great Athens bands, County Pharaohs and D-Rays and Hexnet. So there's a lot of great local music as well.
The song's called Temenos, from an album of the same name. We're going to finish up with one more band Brian just mentioned, Wussy, doing Fly, Fly, Fly. And I encourage you to tune in next week for my continued conversation with Brian Costco about the Nelsonville Music Festival. And I've got time to keep